Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number seven of the Destination Hoop podcast. I am your host, Adam Mon. Of course, I would really appreciate if you could like and subscribe if you are seeing this on YouTube, or please rate and review my podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, my previous episode was about the three major player movement predictions. Of course, the day after I posted that episode, we get the crazy news of the conversation that Kevin Durant had with Nets owner Joe Tsai. Let's take a look at a few NBA headlines. All right, well, let's take a look at our first article. Kevin Durant tells Nets owner to trade him or fire Steve Nash, Sean Marks. Now, over the last few days, I've seen lots of commentary on people's reactions. Here are my thoughts. I'm doubling down now more than ever regarding Durant will not be traded. I'm not sure how the details of this meeting leaked out, but it doesn't look good for either party involved. In the end, how could Josiah let go of a generational talent in Durant? It's true, Nash has not proven himself as a coach, but he hasn't really been given a full deck of cards. I mean, let's face it, Durant and Irving have played very little together during Nash's tenure. After it's all said and done, there have been many occasions where the star player and coach just can't get on the same page. If it comes down to it, Joe Tsai needs to keep Durant over Nash and GM Sean Marks. Perhaps you just have to chalk it up as the collateral damage that you have to accept. Joe Tsai did end his tweet with, quote, We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets, end quote. Now that seems to me he is open to keeping Durant. He is just far too valuable for the Nets at this point. When you have one of the top 20 greatest players of all time to have played in the NBA, you just don't let that go. You have to hope that if Kevin and Kyrie did in fact have any issues with each other, that they hash it out and move forward. Kyrie is in a position where he has every motivation to bring home the bag after this one-year extension. You would think that he would put his best foot forward which should give Kevin some assurance. Of course, we know the wild card is Ben Simmons. If Simmons could adjust his game to a Draymond-like point forward, I think that would be amazing for the Nets. When you mix in the outside shooting of Durant, Irving, Harris, Curry, Mills, and Warren, mixed in with the defense of Simmons, O'Neal, and Claxton, and of course Durant, the question we can ask ourselves is this, why not? They may not have the offensive potential when the big three of Durant, Irving, and Harden were there, but it could be argued that they are way more balanced overall this coming year. So my message to the Nets, please keep it together. That's my positive spin. Durant is just that special. However, I do have an opposing perspective. And I start with a question. What has Durant truly proven? Fact. He goes to the Warriors and wins back-to-back championships and MVP honors. However, 
the Warriors won before him. And this past year, the Warriors won after him. So it could be argued Steph could have stepped into an MVP role during those Durant years. But his selflessness allowed Durant to shine. And with two world-class marksmen in Curry and Thompson and the playmaking of Draymond, Durant was more than happy to take those MVP honors. But again, what has he truly proven? The Warriors showed they can win with Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins in place of Durant. What has Durant accomplished outside of the Warriors' championships? Just this year, he got outplayed in the first round by rising NBA star Jason Tatum, who just turned 24 a couple of months earlier before this year's playoffs. And Tatum isn't even in his prime. Look, I'm just attempting to build another perspective here. We have to at least address Durant's accomplishments outside of the Warriors' years. Sure, he made it to the finals in 2012 but he still has no rings outside of the Warriors. Now, in Durant's defense, to make it to the 2012 NBA Finals with Westbrook as a teammate, that's actually pretty impressive. In an age of player empowerment, has Durant pushed the boundary too much? The Nets didn't force him to sign a four-year contract last year. It looks like they did more than enough to placate Durant's past requests. Perhaps they have to cut their losses, trade Durant and Irving, and move on. So there you have it with Durant. A positive spin and a negative spin. In the end, it would be great to see Durant win a championship on his own. All of NBA is waiting with abated breath to beg the Nets and Durant to figure this out sooner than later. I'm personally hoping the Nets' Josiah keeps Durant after it's all said and done. Well, let's look at the second article. This is also from The Athletic. And this is entitled, The NBA to Permanently Retire Bill Russell's Number 6 League-Wide. Of course. Absolutely love how proactive the NBA was to get this done so quickly. And it's a wonderful way to honor Bill Russell. Now, it is notable that the current players with the number six jersey are grandfathered in, so they do not have to give up their number six jersey at this point. It'll be interesting to see if the players give up their number six jersey and just adopt a new number. But regardless, love how the NBA was so quick to get this done. All right, now let's take a look at our last article. This is from ESPN. The Boston Celtics open with a top projected win total for the 2022-2023 NBA season, followed by the Suns, Warriors, and Bucks. Now, they went in this article and used Caesar Sportsbook as their reference, and they have the 22-23 NBA win totals for each team. I wanted to discuss a little bit about the over-under on these teams. The Celtics, of course, are at 54.5. Over on the Celtics, for sure. Uh, as long as their new additions, Brogdon and Gallinari, can be healthy and the continued maturation of Brown and Tatum, yeah, for sure. They will definitely be over on the 54.5 win total. So yeah, Celtics, that's a great number one. 
choice for the top team. The Suns, 53.5. I see them being under. I don't see that being a very stable situation for the, of course, the owner and Sarver and Aiton possibly still being a little miffed about the whole contract situation with Phoenix finally matching and not giving him an, an extension on their own volition. I just see them not getting that win total of 53.5. And then um, with uh, Chris Paul being a year older, I would go under on that win total. The Bucks at 52.5. Go over on that. Giannis Antetokounmpo is hungry to win again, to get back into peak form. You've got Chris Middleton being healthy this year. Um, yeah, Giannis is a beast, the the Greek freak. So I see that win total definitely going up. The Warriors at 52.5. Totally go over on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got a healthy Clay Thompson this year. You've got the continued maturation of their young guys. You've got James Wiseman coming in to help anchor the center position with Looney. I don't know why the Warriors aren't projected to have 57, 58 wins, if not even more than that. The Clippers at 51.5 definitely go over. Of course, that's assuming uh, George and Kawhi stay healthy, but with the addition of John Wall um, and the amazing coaching of Ty Lu, Reggie Jackson, yeah. Uh, the Clippers will probably be end up finishing around 53, 54 wins for the season, if not more than that. So definitely over on that one. The 76ers at 50.5. I would say that's about right. Um, I always get scared with Embiid. Uh, yeah, he's been healthy recently, but um, the way that he plays, he kind of plays recklessly. That worries me a little bit. And yes, Harden should be contributing better than he did last year and the maturation of Tyrese Maxey, but with injuries involved with the 76ers, I see that being about right. And we've got the Grizzlies at 50.5 under on the Grizzlies. John Morant is amazing. He's a one-man show, but I think he'll even try to do more with Jaron Jackson's injury. Not He won't be coming back until the spring. They lost slow-mo to the Timberwolves, I don't see the Grizzlies getting over 50 wins for the season. I see the Grizzlies maybe getting 45. Uh, and I'm really worried about John Morant just overdoing it. Um, and he's such a spectacular player, such an explosive player. I think he might try to put too much on his shoulders and get injured. So I don't see them at that meeting that win total of 50.5. The Heat at 50.5. That's always tough to bet against the Heat um, with their culture and Eric Spolstra being one of the top coaches in the NBA. It's hard to bet against them. They lost P.J. Tucker. Um, Kyle Lowry is a question mark at the point card position. They're a year older for everyone. I don't know. I I would I would say they're going to go a little under. Maybe Heat at around 47, 48 wins. So I go under on that. The Nuggets at 49.5. How is this not higher? You've got the reigning MVP. You've got Jamal Murray coming back healthy. 
Yes, you have a, a semi-worry about Michael Porter Jr. He's coming back healthy, but will he stay healthy? He's has some issues with his injuries from the past, but goodness, if they can stay healthy, yeah, they're, they should exceed that win total. Then they we move on to the Mavericks at 48.5. I would say that's sadly about right. As much as Luka Doncic will be an MVP um, challenger this e- this season, with the loss of Brunson, uh, that'll be tough. Spencer Dinwiddie has injury issues, and then Christian Wood will offset it. Though I think a Doncic and Christian Wood duo is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, pick and roll with with Wood and Doncic should go really well and be very successful. So I see that being about right, 48.5. The Timberwolves at 48.5. I would put that over on that. I think the Timberwolves will get about 53, 54 wins. Uh, Rudy Gobert is your regular season player. He's going to bring more wins to your team. With the maturation of Ant-Man, with Cat shooting from the perimeter, they're definitely going to go over on this win total. The uh, Hawks at 46.5. I think a lot of things have to go right for the Hawks to be there. Uh, John Collins, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray with addition of Murray. Yeah, I would say that's about right. I would be surprised if they went over. I wouldn't be surprised if they went under. But if Murray can uh, bring a little bit of addition to the backcourt, sure, I could see I could see Atlanta getting that win total. The Nets at 45.5. I'm going to assume, I know I talked about Josai keeping Durant, but I think that even if they keep him at the start of the season, I could see and would not be surprised if Durant and Irving were both traded by the trade deadline. So I see the Nets not reaching this total at 45.5. I think the Nets will will go under on that. The Raptors at 45.5 as well. Yeah, I I think the Raptors in a scenario, I think they could go over with Siakam and the additional year of experience with Scotty Barnes, Van Vliet, OG. I could see the Raptors definitely exceeding that total of 45.5. However, with the Bulls at 44.5, I'm going to sadly say they're going to go under. We don't know how healthy Lonzo will stay, and that's a really important factor. And then you've got DeMar getting a year older. You kind of have chemistry issues with Vucevic. I don't see the Bulls exceeding 44.5 wins. The Lakers at 44.5. Goodness gracious, what planet are we living on here? No, they will go under. Uh, even if the Lakers are able to somehow get rid of Westbrook, let's say the perfect scenario of bringing in Irving. Irving is so mercurial. And we just don't know what the COVID numbers will be. We don't know the COVID infections as the fall and winter come back into play. And LeBron and AD... Yes, LeBron has been historically healthy, but 
he is getting older, and then you just never know with Anthony Davis. He always seems to have injuries. I don't see the Lakers, with especially with the lack of depth on their chart, the Lakers are not going to get anywhere close to 44.5. That's way under. I would, I would say, again, maybe 35 wins for the season. The Pelicans at 44.5, you can say they're going to go over on that. Uh, was Zion Williamson signing a new contract? He's going to be beasting and feasting, hopefully. The addition of C.J. McCollum bringing that veteran leadership. Uh, Brandon Ingram is a beast. That guy really, really impressed this previous year. You've got uh, Herb Jones. The Pelicans are definitely going to exceed over the 44.5. The Cleveland Cavaliers at 42.5, they're going over. Definitely going to go over that. You've got Evan Mobley, who will just mature another year of experience. Jared Allen being healthy. Colin Sexton will come back and probably contribute in some way. Darius Garland is a beast. They are going to definitely exceed over 42.5. The Knicks, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the Donovan Mitchell trade. Jalen Brunson will bring some stability to the Knicks. We the wild card of Julius Randle, will he return to form or was that all-star two years ago? Was that an aberration? The Knicks are just, you just don't know what's going to happen to them. But if they're able to trade and get Donovan Mitchell, they'll probably exceed the 39.5. But if they don't get Mitchell, definitely go under. The Portland Trailblazers at 39.5. I don't know what Caesars was thinking. Damian Lillard truly is healthy from his abdomen injury. He's top 10 in the league. And then you add uh, Grant into the mix. You had Hart and Simons out playing well. Yes, you are definitely going to have an over for the Trailblazers. I, I see that as very insulting. Of course, I'm a homer when it comes to the Trailblazers, but I see them getting 47 to 52 wins. I know I'm a little subjective on that. Uh, the Hornets at 37.5. Go under on that. Uh, sadly, I just don't see the Hornets doing well. They lost Bridges this season and probably at this point, the rest of his career is done. Uh, the whole coaching situation and the coaching matchup for this type of team I love LaMelo Ball. He is, if I were a GM, I would choose him to be my point guard. He is electric. He's amazing. But I just don't see the Hornets being able to exceed 37 and a half wins. I just don't see it. The Wizards at 35.5. Yeah, I I think that they should exceed that if Beal is healthy, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Rury, I see them doing well. I, I see them doing better than the 35.5. I think there's other Eastern Conference teams like the Knicks that won't do as well, like the Bulls. I see the Wizards having a bounce back year. The Jazz at 32.5. I'm not sure where this is coming from. I mean, I think Donovan will likely be traded by the deadline, if not sooner. And with the Jazz, they're trying to restructure and restart a from the ground up 
and especially with the one Benyama sweepstakes, I see the Jazz definitely going under on that. I don't, I don't really understand why they're so high on thirty-two point five. The Kings at thirty-two point five, that's too low. The Kings are going to go over. You've got Sabonis, you got De'Aaron Fox, you got the additions of Bonk and Horta. You've got the the rookie Keegan Murray, Davion Mitchell. I mean, you're the Kings, and then the Kings want to win. So I see them definitely going over on the 32.5. The Pistons at 27.5. I think I think this might be over. I think I could see them going over with Cade Cunningham maturing. You've got Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran. I see them going over. I, I think that they're going to have a breakout year. I think they'll probably win at least over 30 games. So I see the Pistons going over that number of 27.5. The Magic at 26.5. That's a tough one, but I think that they could go over. If um, if Paolo Banquero can play well as a rookie, he might get the rookie of the year. You've got Markel Fultz. If he can be healthy, uh, you've got the two centers. You've got Wagner. They're not a bad team. They're going to be a fun league pass team to watch. I could see the magic going over on the 26.5. The Thunder at 26.5, I would say they are a definite league pass team to watch. I just don't know how they're going to implement everything. Will they unleash Shea Gilgit's Alexander? How will Chet play? Will he be able to stay sturdy and 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 play through 82 games and... Is he going to be injury prone? I guess the question, there are some question marks with the Thunder, so I would put them that are about right at 26.5. I think they also kind of want to go for that when Benyama sweepstakes as well. The Pacers, I would say this is probably right, especially if they trade Miles Turner and Buddy Heald to the Lakers. I just don't see as great as I, as great as Tyrese Halliburton is. I don't see them being able to get more wins than that, especially if they do end up acquiring Westbrook. They'll probably just try to find a way to pay off his contract. The Rockets at 24.5. I would say this is probably about right. They're a definite young team to watch. Jabari Smith Jr., that's a rookie. You've got Jalen Green, him maturing. They'll be a fun team to watch, but... They're probably not going to get many wins, and they also are looking for the Win Benyama sweepstakes. And lastly, the Spurs at twenty four point five. Yeah, they 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 did a lot of housekeeping. They got, of course, they got rid of Dejounte Murray. I think they are looking for a reset year. They're hoping maybe to bring in Win Benyama to be the new Tim Duncan, the new David Robinson of the past. So I think. Uh, they are definitely looking to get that number one draft pick next year. So there you have it. That's my uh, feedback on the uh, NBA teams and the Caesar Sportsbook uh, estimates for the wins. I, um, I'm excited for the season. This is the first time that uh, I'm going to really be paying a lot of attention. I used to be a huge NBA fan in my younger years. Kind of uh, was kind of a wayward fan for a while, but I'm getting back into it. 
So that closes out our episode for today. Of course, I would love to hear your thoughts about any of the things that we shared today. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I'm looking forward to see if uh, my predictions regarding the season are correct or totally wrong again. But uh, for you YouTube audience, please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. For podcasts, please rate and review my podcast as Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can read articles I post directly on DestinationHoop.com or reach out to me on Twitter at DestinationHoop. Anyways, hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, God bless. Peace out.